my friends in Louisville, Kentucky, where I started. I'm recognized all over the world now, but my greatness came and started in Louisville, Kentucky. And that's one of the greatest cities in America, Louisville, Kentucky. And I predict that Louisville, Kentucky will have another world champion. Because Louisville is the greatest! Hey, welcome to Louisville Culture. I'm your host, Gabe Kelly, and on this episode of the podcast, John and I got to have a conversation with Stephen Gould. Stephen is a local musician who has had the opportunity in the past to work with national touring bands and artists like Colby Calais and Kip Moore, and he was kind enough to come on the show and talk with us about Louisville and the way it's influenced his writing and his life. He talked with us about his inspirations, his dreams, his passion for music, And he also talked with us a little bit about his new album called Victory, Victory. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we hope you enjoy our interview with Stephen Gould. Before we get into it, here's a single from his record, Spaceman. Kick back in the evening 
lot of times it's about the imagination. And I think that's, as a creative person, I think we so many times, and I'm guilty of that, especially because you do have like, oh, I need this, I need that. You don't need a thing. You just need to get out there with a piece of paper or your guitar, your instrument, whatever it is, and just get it out. And I, that's my major pitfall that I've had, and this is why I'm you know, 29 now, and I'm just releasing my first record. Mm-hmm. I should have come out with my first record 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that was it? You were hind- you you hindered yourself from putting stuff out earlier because you felt like oh I need to wait till I get to this point or till yes. I have this piece of equipment before I start putting stuff out before I Absolutely. start releasing stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I've always been very grateful and and blessed to have worked with as many people as I have. You know, doing live sound, um, just working with all kinds of different artists and stuff. And so when you work alongside, I think one of the first uh, like national acts I worked with, I was doing backline and sound and stuff, was with when Colby Clay first came out with mm-hmm. you know um, Bubbly. Oh and man, she just, I, I still love that song, man. That song is my jam. <laughs> I love it, dude. my nose, yes. Do you make me smile, dude? I, if you could. You know, I know back in the day when we had records and tapes, if you could ruin a CD, I played that thing over. But, like, no, the thing is when she started sound checking, like, there's those bands that you hear their CDs, and and then you hear them live, and you're like, oh, wow, that was good. Colby is probably one of the only artists out of any genre Mm -hmm. that I've ever heard where I've heard the album and then heard them live, and just her sound check. There was this little desk slash chair, kind of like the old school things. Yeah. Mm -hmm that I was sitting in, I had my laptop up, you know, was doing whatever, and she started checking her mic and started singing, and I literally had to hold on to both sides of the desk <laughs> to keep from falling over into the floor. Like, her voice was that true and amazing to me. And then even live, like, it's like her record was at, like, say, mm-hmm. a 70%, 80%. A good, it was a good record, you know? Her live just went to the roof. Yeah. It, and it's not that her songs are you know, like, intricate in the sense of, like, technicality Mm -hmm. or anything. It's just basic, like, good jam, good vibe stuff. But it's just the way the musicians play Mm -hmm. and the way she just killed it was just like, ah. Yeah. Like, that's what music is. Sure. That is being able to, eat at a minimum, being able to take a simple chord and just a simple note and just be able to put people on the floor like, I wish I could do that. So, so take us back to kind of how it all started for you. Like, where did, did you grow up here in town? Where are you from originally? How did that kind of influence you falling in love with music and, and kind of leading into where you are now? Uh, I was born in 1987, uh, Coceres Children's Hospital nice. here in Louisville, nice. Kentucky. Okay. And, uh, you know, grew up in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And, um, you know, uh, grew up going to church 24-7. Mm-hmm. My parents were really, really conservative, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. And in the sense that we weren't allowed to have anything that was over PG. <laughs> yep. You know? And um, I can't imagine that kind of life, man. I, <laughs> we definitely yeah. haven't grown up in that environment. We haven't grown up that way no. at all. Yeah. We have. We yeah. have. Sorry, yeah. I, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, the blessing out of that is, like, I got to, exp- like, I hate watching movies nowadays because I grew up with The Little Rascals, Shirley Temple, Mom, Pa Kettle. Um, Dick Van Dyke, Lucille Ball, 
like, and we didn't just have one or two of the movies. We had the whole series. We had the, for 1995, if you buy it today, you'll mm-hmm. get the second pack free as seen on TV <laughs> type, you know, <laughs> stuff. You know, and because of that, I think back in the day, there's no special effects. It was you acted. You went out there in, in front of the camera and you made it work. There's no post-production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's You nail it. Yeah. Or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you go back and you look at their acting. Like, even Frank Sinatra, like, even, like, they, you know, they did a lot of video stuff back then, too, you know, and TV stuff. And and these guys that you watch them, and it's just like, no no wonder why our parents are going, they don't, they just don't make music like they used to. Mm-hmm. Because they don't. Like, I mean, no, don't get me wrong, Justin Bieber comes on, and I'll turn into the most basic white girl real quick. <laughs> you know, or Katy Perry, or Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, if it's... I like it. Good Whatever. music is good music, right? Well, some some would beg to differ yeah, on the quality yeah. of that, yeah. but you know, I have no shame. <laughs> but you know, and I think so. The the influences that's where they came from for me is is that's what I grew up around was going to church all the time, and then you know because when you you're doing praise and worship, that's an emotional experience. That's you're 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 using your emotions, you know, to for me to connect with God. And so that's kind of like where for me, it's just like, wait a second. So, you know, when I'm playing music, whether it be at a church or if it's out, I'm opening people's souls up in a sense of like, to where they're more receptive and and more able to respond to something, a change, or they can respond to anything at that point. They're very vulnerable. And in, in any artist, there's like, you know, you'll hear them say, you know, no matter what genre they're playing, it's just like when I go up on stage, it's like I have them in my hand. And in a sense, you do. And so that's where for me it's been amazing to see, you know, people be able to, if they're having a bad day, that's where I can come in and start changing that by opening them up and be like, you know what, today's going to be a good day, you know. And, and just by me, just by my attitude, and I think that's where the music opens them up, but then it allow my personality, and that's why for me it's always a big thing of like an artist or singer's personality because that's what you're getting when you listen to their music. Well, so if, so if you're, so you're growing up in this conservative environment, you're growing up in, <coughs> in that kind of environment, what was it for you that kind of, where did you inherit that entertainment ability and that those... Uh, thought processes because it sounds like it didn't come from family it sounds like it didn't come from uh, the media that you were introduced to so where did that all come from then shoot that's you know literally point blank to me it's just a gift from God because my family my dad can't sing for nothing (laughs) my sister like she took piano lessons but it you know she never really went anywhere with it it was more of a hobby and kind of fun but, you know, in, but that's the thing is there's so many times, like, I sit back and I think, I'm like, where, where did this come from? And it's just like, there's days when I'm working on music and I'm, you know, programming or I'm editing and I'm, like, creating stuff. And I'm just like, I shouldn't know how to do this. <laughs> I really shouldn't. Okay, so I want to shift the conversation to talking a little bit more about Louisville and mm-hmm. kind of how that has, like, the role that that's played in molding Absolutely. you into the artist that you're into today. So going along that, man, what what role has Louisville played? Significant. I've lived in Nashville several times. I still live down there. Because you travel back and forth a lot, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I'm like, I use Nashville to write. So my last year, my grandfather passed and left 40 acres in a little shanty trailer 
that is the most epic piece of junk you've ever seen in your life. Because there's no cell phone reception, there's no Wi-Fi. The second day I was there, after I moved in, I saw, it was at night, I hadn't really gotten the lay of the land, I was working on my computer, and I saw this glowing orb, like it was this ball of fire, literally flowing out of my, outside the window. Everything tightened up. I almost went through the roof. I'm freaking out, I'm like, am I, like, what is going on? Like, this should not be. I'm seeing orbs and weird things. Like, <laughs> I'm totally freaking out. And then, like, literally five seconds later, after I'm about ready to have a panic attack, because there's spirits or something, I don't know, I realized there's the Amish in their carriage and the little <laughs> candle lights flickering in the wind. <laughs> it still took me, like, 15 minutes to calm down because I was completely hyperventilating at that point. You think you're seeing aliens, and in a way you are, but it's really just the Amish. Yeah, <laughs> it was so, like I didn't know what was going. on. I'm like because it was like because a carriage, you know, like a horse has a you know kind of like yeah. a, a hop to it, you know, like or pace or whatever you want to call it. But it's a carriage, so it's just floating. I don't see nothing. It's pitch black outside. <laughs> I just see this ball of fire. So that's that's where I live in Tennessee. But I come back here, and the reason why I say Louisville is so significant is because it's so, and not to say this in the wrong way, but it's not LA, it's not Nashville, it's not Chicago, it's not Miami, it's Louisville. And it's completely different. It's not that it's bad, but as a creative person, there's not really a lot of strong outlets. But that has played to my advantage because it was honestly, I moved back from Nashville about two years ago. Like, a, like I was living down with a producer and I moved back because there's some stuff that happened that just didn't work that I'm not going to go into detail with. But I was supposed to get a record out of that. Didn't happen. Lost mm -hmm. 10 grand out of my own pocket. But, and, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I was so mad at that situation. Like, and I was like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Well, they got the walking bridge placed in. So I moved back, to, you know, a little while ago. And some of my friends were like, dude, you should, uh, you should go play up on the bridge, you know? I'm like, you mean busk? You want me to be a bum on the side of the bridge? <laughs> I'm like, do you know who I've worked with? Do you know what I've done? Which is a bunch of nothing anyway. And he's like, dude, just come on, come on, man. And so finally, like after a month or two, I finally go up there and we play. And I was like, this is actually kind of fun, like in a weird way. And I ended up building... At, up to this up to this date, I've built and designed three carts with deep cycle marine batteries, inverters, powered speakers, digital mixers. Like now, there's like ten grand tied up into this busking cart. You don't see it; it's just plywood sides and a little and crappy wheels and mm -hmm. stuff. But inside is like literally this <laughs> more equipment than most bands have. <laughs> but the, I go up there, and literally that is where because I was at that point. I wrote Spaceman and Jeff in Jeffersonville, right across the bridge. I had a little office right there right by the river. And so that's where Victory Victory started is when I came back from Nashville. And the full story on that is the record was written, it was done, I just needed to do my vocals and mix it. And I was transferring all the files to an external hard drive to back it up. And in the middle of the backup, literally everything crashed and got corrupted. Mm. Thankfully, I was able to save Spaceman. Spaceman was the only song I was able to salvage 100%, and which was the single anyway. Mm -hmm. 
but it was like for me it was just like a total god thing for to be able to save that song because the funny thing is right after that hard drive crash the building that i had my studio in sold so my lease is defunct yeah i have to move out so i literally got a storage unit put everything in it and just because of that that's when i started busking on the bridge so then i was like well i've got nothing to do now i was like i've got no plans like this literally happened overnight i can't salvage my record my record's gone you know i'd already written the, everything and so i was like i'm just going to go busk and play busking on the big four walking bridge saved my life it changed my life it literally I wouldn't be the musician, the singer, the artist, whatever you want to label it today if it wasn't for that bridge. Because when you go up there and put yourself in the humbling position, you just come back working with some of the biggest producers in Nashville. To me, the you know the most influential producer in my life I was working with. And, and then come back and begging on the side of a, of a bridge, basically. Not that that's what I was out there doing, I was just playing music, but Walking, watching people walk by and like there's this, again, it's, this image is burned to my head and will be forever, of this mom with, you know, five different kids, obviously from different dads, you know. And, you know, the kids are just like, oh, mom, let's, we want to give her money. You know, and I'm just looking, looking, I'm like, I should be giving you money. I was like, obviously I can tell you she's struggling. You know, the kids look like they haven't had a bath. Looks like all their clothes are hand-me-downs you know, like worse than hand-me-downs. And, and she just gave what little change she had. There was another time this little girl came up to me. You know those gold chocolate coins you get during Christmas time? Mm -hmm. So good. They're wonderful. Yeah. So disgustingly good is really what it is. Craters has the best ones. Yeah. That's yeah. right, the craters. Yeah. the best ones. And so this little girl comes up to me, and she's probably four or five years old, and she's got one of those gold chocolate coins. And she comes up to me, both hands on, and I'm, she's like just eyes glowing and glazing, big grin on her face. She comes up to me and she's just like handing it to me, you know, to give to me. And she wanted to give me something, you know. And of course, I stop, I'm playing. I'm like, oh my God, a gold chocolate coin. Yes, I want that, you know. And her mom looks at me and she's like, no, that's not a gold chocolate coin. I was thinking she was like, don't, don't eat it. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, warning me this has been through the laundry five times. You know, you know how kids are. And she's like, no, that's not a chocolate coin. And I'm like, what? Like, what, what is it? She's like, she's been holding on to that for six months. That's a gold coin from Disney. And she wants you to have it. Hmm. So this little girl, because to me in my books, Disney is the biggest thing that could ever happen to you. And I'm just doing up there, pouring, you know, just singing my songs, cover songs. You know, I'm just, I'm singing and playing and performing. And when people walk by, I calculate it. It's from the point somebody can honestly start hearing me is about 15 seconds when they, they're walking to the point they get to me. And then 15 seconds to when they leave. So I have, you know, in my books, I have 15 seconds to, to be an, put an impression on somebody, whether they like me or not. So within that small span of time, 15 seconds, this little girl is convinced that she wants to give me something <coughs> that she's held on to every day for the past six months because she just had the greatest experience in her life at Disney and she wanted me to have that. Like that's at that point where I start my whole perspective of who I've worked with, who've 
I, I've been alongside, who, which stages I've shared with. None of that mattered at that point. That's where Louisville's come into made me appreciate being just a human because there's a lot of times I think, you know, when you play in front of 20, 30,000 people or you've been on TV or, you know, you even just like this interview, it's just like there's that one side of your brain, and I don't care who you are, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm the hottest commodity to mankind. No, you're not. You're a human being, and you have something to share. And for me, that's where my whole perspective of, like, this is what being an entertainer is. This is what being an artist is. This is what being a songwriter is, is literally giving a little kid, this mom with several kids, or, or just any other person is just giving myself away so that they can have something that makes their day better, whether it's just they're dancing around and having fun, or I've literally been playing songs and, and whatever song it was, it just spoke to somebody and literally they're breaking down crying because they're having an emotional moment. And I was just like, wow. Like that's the power of music. That's what got me back to doing what I love. And this, that's only, you know, two years ago I started doing that. So I really feel like everything prior to that is what gave me the knowledge. That was school in a sense. And then just now until recently, I feel like I've actually been implementing that into who I am as an artist. So literally, yes, I've had lots of amazing things happen in my life, but it wasn't until the Big Four Bridge that I feel like I became a true artist. Hmm. And then at that point, I went, you know, Got the place in, in Tennessee with that my that was my grandpa's and that's was has been the first time in two years that I was actually able to finish the record and, and try to salvage and piece back what I had of Victory Victory. So Stephen, on your um, on Victory Victory, do you have a favorite song and and um, just like one that when you wrote it, you're like this is you know <laughs> this is the one you know this is obviously Spaceman was the single that you released, but um, did you have one that you were just kind of like this is the one that. If I were to play one song for somebody off this record, this is the one that... It would I'm definitely playing. be Space Fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think because it was the first song coming after the whole flop in Nashville happened, I came back, I invested everything I could into getting the right equipment. Really nice microphone, preamp, studio monitors. So I spent every little penny I could, and I scrapped to get together like this like dream studio. Mm. And to where I could do everything on my own. And so I just started working on songs, writing songs. Spaceman was there. All, all the other songs were there too. But it, it was just one of those things. I was like, I need to focus on one song and make it as awesome as I can. Like just go all out on it, you know. And Spaceman is the first song I ever wrote, produced recorded, mixed, mastered. You know, I think that song is, for me, is like, like some of the other songs mean more emotionally. Yes. But as far as like, I want you to hear what I have. So you've talked about these different inspirations you have with uh, just common everyday people, right? You've shared some of those experiences. As far as actual musicians, local guys, or I mean, even even bands across the, the country, like outside of Switchfoot, <laughs> who, I mean, who's really inspired you a lot? Specific, if you could answer that in two parts, locally, if there are any guys, and then uh, more on a more broad way, what, what artists, what bands have inspired you um, to become the musician that you are today? Um, 
locally, I, there's a band called Mile 7. And I don't know if you guys remember them. They're, They're local guys? Yeah, it was way back. Probably, you know, going on 15 years ago now. But they were a Christian local band. And so they were actually the worship band at my church. But then, so I played with them off, on and off. And uh, John Porter was the lead singer. And he's actually the one that really, that whole band, even to this day, I have yet to meet another band that were just like as tight and just like insanely just good. Like on the Kobe Calais level. Like they kind of like had that just like solid, just nasty. They could play, like Evan Glondra, he's to me, in my opinion, the best guitar player in the world. Just because I remember, he's I think like a year or two younger than me. He's, he lives in LA now as an engineer for some company that makes NASA stuff. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and But, you know, it's, I remember playing next to him in church and he would just be holding one note and it would sound so good, it made me question my life. And I'm like, how are you doing this? Like, this is, <laughs> Like, you're killing me. I remember I had like five keyboards. I was totally doing a throwback to the 80s and I didn't even know it. <laughs> and, and he got me into forcing me to sell all, every single piece of equipment I had, buying a laptop and using a laptop live. And because I was like, and that's when I bought Logic. I think I was like Logic 8. This is way, you know, a while ago. And, um, and just so I, because my thing was like, man, if I could sound half as good as he could, like, I'd be decent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so like, as far as local, like, that's literally what, what pursued me for quality. Like, and just like, okay, being tasteful with what I'm doing. And I think that's where, you know, for me, that's always kind of like been my thing is just like, I'm not ever going to be the best player or the fastest or the most knowledgeable or, you know, Mixolodians and Iodians and of <laughs> whether kind of E-I-E-I-O. But um, old McDonald had a farm. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what that stuff means to me. And, I mean, I like, I do know theory, but it's like, for me, it's like I always just wanted to play. I just wanted to play and sound good and make sure, like, people could enjoy it. So th locally, that would be that. Now... As far as everybody, you know, globally, uh, it's such a hard question mm -hmm. because it goes back to I'm such a fan of just quality. And you can't argue that Elvis is the best <laughs> at being Elvis. You can't argue that Journey is the best at being Journey. You can't argue that the Beatles are the best at who, who they are. My, you know, Michael Jackson. ACDC, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, you know, uh, Jeff Buckley, you know, um, it, it's Bruno Mars to go <laughs> modern. You know, it's, there's so many bands and artists that they were so good or they're still amazing talents. You know, it's like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, like, I've, you know, like Pascal Deza, I don't know why I've been listening to them. That's one thing that has always given me hope that I can make it. It's because, you know, you always hear the story, well, be careful in Nashville. Everybody's better than you are probably. I was like, yeah, that's completely true. But here's the thing is, you know, the wonderful and beautiful thing about music is unlike a relationship, you're only supposed to have one. <laughs> but when it comes to music, it's how many artists and bands 
are you a fan of? Like it would it would take all day because you'd keep forgetting bands. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I thought of that that band and this band and that band. And and so that's the thing is for me is just like I don't have enough time. I don't have enough big enough memory to like literally embrace everything because if it's good, it's great. You know, and, and I think there's you know, that's why classic songs are still around is because they were good then, they're good mm. now, and they'll still be good. I'm yeah. like Journey Journey's Don't Stop Believing is like my anthem. <laughs> because it's like I don't care what your religious views are, I don't care what your political views are, I don't care what color your skin is, I don't care where you come from. You know don't stop believing. <laughs> You may not know the verses, but when that chorus kicks in, you better believe everybody is singing Don't Stop Believing, whether it's broken English or not. When you have that moment where you can literally bring people together across the board, forget about everything that's tearing us apart, and be able to go, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. There's power in that. There's really something there that is just like it unifies people. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we're all hoping for as, as a nation, as a world, is we're, we're wanting to hold on to something to where, because I think we really do want to love our neighbor, but because we have this human nature to ourselves, it's, it, it won't ever happen. But at the same time, it goes back to if we inspire the person next to us, we can have these epic moments where it's like, we won humanity. We hmm. won the fight. You know, and for me, it's like being a musician and a singer is is being kind of like just the poster child of that. Just like, all right, here, here's my chance to like inspire somebody else to smile. So yeah. Well, okay. So let's go ahead and transition then to yeah. uh, talking more. This is if we kind of have like phases of these questions, yeah, this is yeah. kind of the last phase. And you can edit um, out whatever you want. No, man, no, no, it's all good. Let's transition into talking just kind of more at length about victory, victory. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, this is a clip from uh, Climb These Walls from Steven's album, Victory, Victory. Inside me, it's hotter than hell's throne. So 
Stephen Gould off his new album, Victory, Victory. So from start to finish, and I think you've kind of, you may have answered this at one point, um, but just from start to finish, so all of the, uh, all of the, all of the lyrics, all the music, getting in studio, mixing, mastering, everything, start to finish, how long has this album been in the making? Uh, over two years. Two years. It could have been done a lot quicker had life not been in the way, but, you know, uh, you know, Spaceman was... It took a year from start to finish. And that, that was when I had the studio. So it took a, a year from first initial concept to being completely done. So, so we've talked about Space Man, but is that kind of the fan favorite then to this point? Mm, yes and no. Okay. Um, another popular track is Beside You. Okay. And a lot of girls love that song. And because it's the chorus of it is, you know, you know I can't leave you in the wind. It's a tragedy to spend a day without you. Wherever you go, there I am. Because in a world with billions of people, I'm right beside you. And I think sometimes we, we forget that our friends are so dear and important and just the value of being there for... Because there's so many times, like, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the people that have stepped in and just like, dude, man, I'm here for you, man. Whatever you need, I've got you. And because of that, it makes me... That's really the kind of the inspiration beside that, uh, the inspiration of beside you, is people that have walked in my life for no reason, and other gen, other than just being completely awesome people, dude. I see you're struggling. I, I, I you have a dream. You're trying to make things happen, but I'm here for you. Whatever you need. Hurt is another for me. I love the song Hurt, and it's one of those songs that is just. It's super, 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 super personal for me. Um, it's the last song on the record. And at the very end of the song, and honestly, that was a song to myself. 
a lot of these songs have double meanings and they have or several meanings but in a lot of the songs it's just I'm really just talking to myself mm-hmm. but her at the very end of the, of the whole record is just like the song ends fades out and then the guitar comes back in and then strings and then you just hear me screaming my lungs out <laughs> and literally I hadn't even written that concept of that song of that that just that tagline until two weeks before I released the record actually and so the song was already written already done but I re-recorded it because the files were corrupt so I'm I just had a reconnection with that song and, and I recorded it and then like literally that screaming on the back end of that song was like literally I was in Tennessee I'm in the trailer and I had my wireless with on me just turned on my wireless mic had the mains on in the room and I literally just started bawling my eyes out as I'm screaming just to the melody of that song and then because it's like there's so much stuff that has happened and even for me it's like right now I'm just like I'm tearing up because it's like every single word of that song is is made so much has helped me even get to this point it's just like the chorus of it is I know it hurts this pain makes you want to burst I see it in your eyes you've been defeated don't let it burn. I know you've been through hell and worse. You know, how can I put the fire out with the words when I know your heart is bleeding? And, oh, that was beside you, too. See, I'm, I'm, all the lyrics, <laughs> all the lyrics flow in. But, I mean, and that's where a lot of these songs, they do mesh together. And, um, but that's the thing is, it's just like, that's why, you know, you even stated in, in while we're messaging each other and, and then just talking is just like this record is personal it is it's super personal because there's times where I listen to it non-stop just because it's just me encouraging myself that's what this record is is yeah if somebody else gets something out of it that is so amazing and it's touching but literally there's so many times like how I get through is by putting on my own record and listening to myself telling myself like dude it's gonna be okay like you're gonna make it mm-hmm. like you can't you will have tomorrow you know, know tomorrow's not promised, but you have it. And you can still conquer tomorrow no matter what. What, as far as upcoming plans, so any tours or, or I don't know if you're even thinking about your next record or, or anything like that. I mean, what, what can you share with us uh, this early in the game? So excited. The record, the, the next record I plan to release in six months from, from now. It's already started. It's, I've already got the songs for it. And it's going to be completely different. Um... Not that this is bad, but, you know, it's just, you know, I change all the time. You know, I think as humans, we all change. And so that's, I'm really super excited for the next set of songs. Just because, and I think that's where I'm at right now, is just get as much as I can out and get get stuff done. And there's so many songs that I want to try to pull out of the dust and, you know, dust off the shelf, so to speak. And, And then even new songs that I've written. Um, and then as far as touring, like right now, I mean, the reality is, as of today, it's like I don't have a huge following. I don't have a huge fan base. So it's my number one priority right now is to play the fire out of the Big Four Walking Bridge mm-hmm. and be the, if, like, I'm going to shock, not shock call this, but this is my plan. Louisville is so amazing about being proud of their own. They embrace their own. And that's why we have, I think we're, like, there's probably other cities that do this, but I don't know of any other city that will put, like, a 200 or 3 foot 
300 foot like poster yeah. of their own on the side of buildings. Mm-hmm. Like not just one, like Muhammad Ali, Jennifer Lawrence, like this is, this is Muhammad Ali's Louisville. You know, this is, you know, Jennifer Lawrence's. Like then there's so many other people mm-hmm. that their face is plastered on the side of buildings. Mm-hmm. Like the whole building. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, for me, it's, it's, I really want that to be for me. Like for me, I've told people, it's like, you know, yeah, I want to have like a, this is Stevens Louisville or whatever, but like you've seen those bronze statues. Like hopefully one day when I pass and like, I hope there's a bronze statue of me singing with an acoustic guitar on the side of the bridge. Like where this is where Stephen once stood and did his thing. This is, this is where his heart is because literally every time I go up on the walking bridge, man, it's, it's an emotional experience, man. I've had, I've, had people come up there with nothing just to get away and I've watched people get engaged and propose get married and I'm I'm just there doing my thing and because I was there at that time they invited me into their moment of time because of that so think about that in the sense of you're wanting to get engaged you're a guy you have no place to propose so you just go up on the bridge and there's somebody playing music like dude this is kind of cool and just magic happens. Like to me, that's what music is about, is just letting magic happen because it's magical. So it's like Steven just be here for the city. And that's the whole thing with the Nick Rodman song. Like it was just I did that because it's like it was my way of giving back to the community, giving back to a place that I've loved and hated and couldn't wait to get away and then couldn't get away. <laughs> and and I think that's, for me, the near, near future. The next six months is me playing every second I can on the walking bridge. Of course, doing shows in between that. Like, this past week, I've probably put 3,000 miles on my car. It's insane. <laughs> Last of all, man, I'm just... Let me in a little bit more in your life. What non-musical stuff are you into? I love a lot of things. <laughs> Fishing, hunting, hiking, like... Going out on weird, random trips. Like, one of my favorite things to do is just, like... When I need a break, is like, I'll just fill up the car, and I'll drive. I don't even care where. I'll turn, I don't, I'm not even looking at the GPS. I don't have a destination. Like, there's one time I remember, I actually used to live right across the street from here. Hmm. And I remember one time, went up to the gas station right here up on the river, the speedway or whatever mm-hmm. it is right yeah. here, filled up, popped in some music. Um, that it was like I found this CD. This is a CD that went nowhere. And uh, it was just, I found it because I was looking up, I was looking, I was trying to get a new video camera. And so it was like just the the song that was used in this demo of this camera. Mm-hmm. It was like stock footage and like, hey, this is my first shot with this camera. Here's some music mm-hmm. to listen to. And I like, I was like, got down to it. I was like, man, it's just this chill kind of like, you know, just if you want to sit back and relax type of soundtrack. And I ended up like in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Like I just drove backwoods Kentucky all yeah. over, literally from Louisville all the way back roads. I don't know, I don't know where I went. I just know there was a state line of Tennessee, and I was like, should I just go to Nashville? I mean, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think at that point I was like 20 minutes away, you know, from the outskirts. And I was like, nah, you know, I'll just go back home. Well, bro, I really appreciate you being here, man. Really, really do. Awesome talking you. with you. Thank you. Uh, once me. again, check out Steven's record, Victory, Victory. Uh, and it sounds like there's some exciting stuff coming up as well. Is there anything else we can plug? Any other kind of upcoming stuff or anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think if anything, and I, I think this 
is dives deeper into the actual listener. Like, and this comes from this, this is the starving artist talking. <laughs> and if I can, if you're listening to this and you hear this, I'm talking directly to you. And in the sense of, if you have a friend or a local band, support them. Like, because it will change your life, it'll change their life, and thus they can change other people's lives. Like, if you find somebody you're passionate about, or even anything, like, just get involved and do it. If you want purpose in your life, that's how you do it. And especially, like, with my music, it's like, like, I try to be the most easily accessible person possible. Like, I have people emailing, Facebooking me, Snapchatting me all the time, random hours of the night. And, it, and it's like, that's probably why I'll never have a, like, a real relationship at all because it's like it's bad when you're like, you know, at dinner or on a date and your phone is constantly blowing up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, he's that, he's that, he's that. The I one. don't know a fan. <laughs> Are they all fans? <laughs> yep. <laughs> In some capacity or form, yes. But the thing is, like, literally, it's just like, man, I'm so, I'm so about people. Like, you know, it's like, I, you know, I'll probably have to find somebody that's just in love with that in love with that side of my life and wants to be a part of that and, and understands like, hey, this is... Colby Calais, man. I don't understand what she's you're talking married. about. She's oh, married. She's married. Yeah. She's married <laughs> to Justin Young, her guitar player. Oh, really? I, okay, I didn't I already know, know his that. name. I've met him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was already on that. I was already on it. <laughs> Should have been Stephen Gould, man. <laughs> no, you know what? I respect Colby. And, and what she does, but uh, I think there's somebody better. There's somebody better for me. I'm not saying she's not awesome, because she is. But, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to leave that yeah. let's just, over there in that corner. Let's just bring it. We need to rein it in now, man. We need to rein it in. Yeah. Uh, brother, really appreciate you coming on. Seriously, yeah, was, man. This has yeah, been really, really enjoyable. Appreciate it. Yeah, Dude, cool, man. Seriously, thank you for having me on, on. And, like, literally, if there's anything I can do for you guys, like, off the mic, on the mic, yeah, like appreciate that. whatever, man. Like to me, that's what it's about. That's how I'm doing what I'm doing is just like literally being there for my friends because right now that's who's booking shows. Sure. Is my friends are calling me. They're like, hey, here's a venue. Here's mm-hmm. a private event. Here's a birthday party. Here's a funeral. Here's, mm-hmm. Like literally I get people calling me all the time for just random stuff sure. and I love every second of it. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. so nice. yeah, thank you. Yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah, once again, check out Steven's uh, new record, Victory, Victory. Uh, go to website uh, website of Stephen Gould Music. S- StephenGouldMusic.com, and that's where you can find Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Okay, yeah. very good. Yeah, check it out, and uh, stay tuned for some of the exciting stuff coming up. So, again, we appreciate you, and uh, that's all I think we got, right? Yeah, yeah that's all we got. All right, peace, everyone. Thanks. See you guys. Love you.